Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday, mamas. It's Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach here and creator of the Mama Truth Circle. And are you ready to get gutsy? That's what I want to know because I've got the girl for you as we continue here on the Moms with Big Ass Careers series here on the Mama Truth Show. I wanted to bring in a mom who is gutsy, who has a crazy big ass career and an amazing calling and also happens to be going into the world of homeschooling. So don't you think we have a few things to learn from this amazing mom and this incredible woman? I have none other than Jenny Fennig here. Her website is jennyfennig.com, and she's a brand strategy coach to spiritual entrepreneurs ready to boost their message, their reach, and their faith. Oh, yes. And we've been talking before we started recording here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, our messages are so aligned. I'm so excited for this interview. Um, through Jenny's courses and her coach certification school and her podcast and her best-selling book called Get Gutsy, she guides you to cash in on your calling. And her husband and three, um, three children make her journey extra sweet. She has a really great free gift for you that I actually want to tell you the URL right now because it's called Eight Keys to Living Your Soul's Calling. And you can check that out at jennyfennig.com forward slash calling. And as always, it's in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. So Jenny, thank you so much, my dear, for being here. Yay, Amy. I've been wanting to connect with you for a while. So I'm really excited that we're doing it. I know. Me too. Okay. So let's dive in here. I would love for you to share your journey, your story, how you got into this crazy world of coaching and really fulfilling on your calling. I know that you have a wild journey that you've been through mm. in your life. Oh, so yeah. please share with our, all these moments here about that. Okay. Okay. So I've always been ambitious. You know, I was that girl in school who wanted to be the head of this and the captain of the cheerleading squad and the editor of the yearbook and definitely going to college. And then I was going to go do this. And, you know, when I was in school, I wanted to do well in my classes and I wanted to go to class and then I wanted to get these internships. And, <laughs> and so I was that girl and I had friends who, who weren't necessarily on that track and I loved them anyway, but I was that girl. I uh, grew up in Florida and fell in love with the path of public relations when I was in college. Oh. I never heard of it before I went to school and originally went to college to become a teacher because I didn't know a lot of the options that were available, but I always knew I liked to teach, right? And I still very much teach in my business now, but yeah. I'll, I'll be a teacher. You know, my mother was a teacher. She never really liked being a teacher, but like, look, maybe I'll like it. And then I'll go back to my, my high school alma mater and be an English teacher and the, the cheerleading coach, you know? Yeah. And, uh, again, not many, uh, not many ideas of like what was available to me. Um, and then during the course of, of that time, which so happens in our lives, like we meet what I call these messengers who have messages for us. Yeah. And so I discovered this field of public relations and I fell in love. I was like, oh my God, these are my people. Work hard, play hard, communicators, like we <laughs> could sell anything, you know, we can advocate for anything. And, and so I dove into that and it led me to New York City, which was a place I had only kind of like driven past before. It wasn't like I'd hung out there all the time. Like never. And, uh, it was the capital of PR. And so I thought, right. 
well, I think I have to go here because these messengers who are a year older than me did internships after their uh, junior year in college and they came home like from their summer in New York and were like, OMG, best summer ever, Jenny, you're doing that next summer. And I thought, <laughs> well, I'm going to trust you all and I'm going to take your advice. And so that's what happened for me. I scored a huge internship at a global PR firm had an amazing summer after like hating New York for the first month because I was totally in culture shock. And then that same company hired me back after graduation. So I like, I just dove in wearing my suits and heels, going to my office near Grand Central Station, working on these global clients, like traveling. I had my own, you know, corporate Amex card. I'm like doing it. (laughs) And you know, it was during that time that 9-11 happened. You know, I'm living wow. and working in New York. I'm this young 20-something. And it was really the second major time in my life that I was dealt trauma. You know, like I saw people walking up from downtown covered in soot and posters mm-hmm. on walls looking for lost loved ones. And mm-hmm. the prior trauma for me was the loss of my sister. When I was a high school student, she died of cancer. And so these moments really force you to stop and say, is what I'm doing what I want to be doing? Or am I just doing it because I've been doing it? Right. I'm just going through emotions. And so I got clear with myself and I started making some moves and eventually moved out of PR, realizing that wasn't my dream. It was just not for me and found my way into this other career called conference production. And so I put on these big events for corporate leaders and had big name speakers on my stage, like Tom Peters and Tony Robbins and like amazing leaders, uh, corporate execs, and just had this experience of creating something from nothing, like basically learning how to solve problems in the marketplace, which is what conferences do. They solve problems. They help give people solutions to questions that they have. And in that job, I started receiving a cut of the profits of these events. And I had never experienced that before. So that's when I really started making money coming from PR, which was like, I didn't make any, you know, I made some, but like barely squeaking by, like I would basically like run into the conference room after a client meeting and like scarf up the, uh, sandwiches that were like, you know, I was like, Oh my God, they're sandwiches. And so that's how I survived, you know, and I'm grateful for that experience because I learned how to, to, to survive, um, in a very, very expensive city on a very, very, uh, small salary. But it was in all those kind of moves that I, I started getting more quiet with myself saying, you know what, this is a loud world that we live in. Everyone has an agenda, you know, and I think that's something we all need to know. Everyone has an agenda. And so what are, what's the agenda of these people that I'm working with and for, and what do I really want for myself? And I have to say that I'm so grateful for the practice of yoga because mm. it was yoga that really saved my life. I wish I would have known more about yoga when I was that high school student, you know, dealt with this trauma of loss of my sister and um, started, you know, just drinking too much, like numbing. You know, I did a lot of numbing back then. And it was in my New York days working at these like high pressure, like super stressful jobs where everything felt like a fucking big deal. It's like, this is such a big deal, you yeah. know? And, uh, that I started like really getting into yoga and it was the, the practice of yoga that allowed me to get still, choose healthy thoughts and habits and behaviors and people, foods, drinks, and allowed me to get the courage to really know who I am instead of who people thought I was. Right. Who I thought that I was. Okay. Right. And so it was during that practice of, of yoga that 
allowed me to shed the skin of corporate Jenny, of mm-hmm. the girl who goes into this office and does these things because people want me to and I'm good at them. And to really just embrace the unknown, which was calling out to me. And so I, I chose to uh, train to become a yoga teacher when I was in that last corporate job when I was like totally having this existential crisis, like a quarter life crisis. I was turning 30 and I just wasn't living a life that felt good to me. I was really well paid. I was married. We were traveling. I could really buy anything that I wanted to. I lived in this high rise apartment overlooking the Hudson River in New York City, you know, 31st floor luxury apartment. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. And so the yoga teacher training, three month experience gave me the courage to finally quit my job one day without Mm. another job, without a plan. I didn't know about coaching yet. I didn't have my little website set up. I wasn't part of a mastermind. I wasn't working with a coach. I didn't even know about this world. I just went into work one day, always wondering what it was going to look or feel like when I finally freaking quit because I'd thought about it for years. And the thing just happened that day was like that, that, that just like the straw that broke the camel's back occurred. And I realized like I could not look myself in the mirror anymore if I wasn't willing to just do this thing and do it scared. And so that's what I did. I quit my job. I took some time off. I freaked out. You know, I went from six figures to zero figures overnight. Um, My husband wasn't in a career that I could just like kind of scoot around for forever figuring it out. Like there was a timeline attached to it. And that's when I eventually discovered the field of coaching. I don't know if you know, Jonathan Fields, do you know? Sure, yeah. Okay. So he owned the yoga studio where I did my training. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was called Sonic Yoga in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. This was pre like everything that he's doing now. And I just really connected with him when I decided that would, I I didn't go to the studio. Like I just researched and it was near my apartment. I was like, let me check that out. And I went and I really connected with him. And I know it was all on all on purpose. Like I was so supposed to learn from him. And so I went through his training along with the other, you know, co-owner of the studio. And then when I was quitting my job, he was just starting to really dive into his work, which was called career renegade, how to make a great living doing what you love. And so I went to his workshop. I met a coach there who was also a yoga teacher. And I was like, what's this coaching thing? And, um, I started researching it and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the thing. I was considering like teach for America. I was considering going to work for St. Jude's children's hospital because you know, like my sister's connection to cancer. Mm -hmm. I was considering working at Lululemon and selling like yoga apparel because I'm like, maybe I'll just do that. And like, I'll just be like a manager and stuff. And and I don't know, just because I love Lululemon. I was considering all these things. And once I met that coach, I said, that's it. And so then I signed up for a coach training and the business just started growing from there once I realized also that I needed the, the business support and like just learning how to be a great coach is not enough. Right. So I started diving into like online marketing. Allie Brown was like my original mentor and I just immersed myself in everything, coaching, marketing, female entrepreneurship, you know, creating things, putting out programs and courses and masterminds and, and just just going for it, just really going for it because I knew that I had found it. This was my calling and I wasn't, I wasn't going to let anything stop me. I love it. Well, and there's, so there's so many things I want to just highlight here for these listeners. So, you know, I know that for those of you mamas that are out there that are entrepreneurs, we, most of us have that experience Mm -hmm. of that moment when we leave, like when we leave the bridge job, as I like to call it, right? That moment where we say, 
okay, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to really take myself and take my business seriously. Right. And take my calling seriously. And so for you, like I did that after I had found coaching and I had a, like I had a little plan together, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So Water. some people like me, like you need to have that. Others, it's like you just take the leap and you're not even sure what's happening. Yes. You know, so it just depends on who you are and what you need. You know, for my inner mean girls, my inner critics, I needed to make sure that I had a certain amount of savings that I wasn't going to completely, yes. you know, go bankrupt. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did that when I made that leap. But there is that moment where you leave behind that place of quote unquote security, which yes. is bullshit anyway, of course, as we know. But right that feeling, that false sense of security that we have. And we say, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so just, you know, acknowledging, and for those of you mamas that are listening that might be in that place right now, just look at that. Like know that everyone goes through that initiation of saying, this is my calling and I'm going to go for it. And this, this is why I love your book, Get Gutsy. I'm just, mm -hmm. it's so perfect because mm -hmm. it does, it takes, we have to be gutsy. It takes guts to do that move. Oh, so much guts. You know, huge, 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 huge. Mm -hmm. And what I also love is knowing that you listened to that voice within you that said, this is not it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I remember sitting at a wedding that I was at years ago with a guy who was a someone that worked in the financial district during 9-11. He happened to go and work late that day. Yep. If he, he wouldn't be here. Yep. He lost all of his friends. He was making tons of money doing that world. And the day after 9-11, he quit and he went into education and does wow. education for kids now. Wow. And he was like, I realized that I, I don't know when my time's up and all that I care about is money. And that's actually right. not who I am. Right. So huge wake up call, right? Which, wow. you know, as the wake up call coach, I'm always like, what are those places in your life that are waking you up? And what are those wake up calls? So I love that you followed that guidance. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I just want to point out is, then not only did you become a coach and get that training for your craft, but then you also said, I need training in how to be an, a business owner and an entrepreneur, yes, which I know that you know, and I know too, because we both coach people through that process, right? That so often we think all that we need to do is learn this craft and we build it and they will come. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, no. Right? It's like, it's a tough wake up call. I know. You're like, Listen, you're, you're already great at what you do. And certainly we can always sharpen our tools, Of course, but it's, it's, it's the business piece. And that used to really frustrate me about a lot of coaching train, you know, coach yeah. training or coaching yeah. schools. That's why I started my own coaching school because I was seeing this, 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 problem, a major problem in the marketplace with all these great coaches, like really great coaches, like amazing, could absolutely help their clients transform. And they weren't making it. They weren't making Ooh. it. And it was yeah. breaking my heart. And I, and I know because I went through that, you know, and I'm, it's not a knock on what, what I went through in terms of the training that I experienced because it taught me that I'd be a great coach, right. but because I went out and invested all those years and gosh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I look at like everything over these last close to 10 years, I realized there was a better way and I was going to help people because the field of coaching and you know, you get it. It's so amazing. And it, it does break your heart when these coaches 
just have to go back to like doing something that they don't love because they just can't figure this out. And it's honestly not that hard. You just really need to have somebody who can guide you and can hold space for you to run experiments and to test things and to put themselves out there. So yeah, it's, um, it's just been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. (laughs) It is. Well, and then you add kids into the mix. Yeah. it's like a whole different story I mean I remember when I became a mom and it was like oh my gosh now everything every time I'm saying yes to work Mm -hmm. it means I'm saying no to spending time with my baby yep and so I cannot tell you and I don't know if you had this experience but it was like the ultimate prioritizer oh my god yeah yeah right so I'm curious for you what the journey like what has motherhood Mm done for you and your calling? How has it shifted it? How has it changed it? How have you, you know, balanced it, which I hate the word balance, but how have you found that harmony? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I got pregnant with Sean while I was going through my coach training school. Okay. Which is, which I wanted, you know, it wasn't like, Oh my God, you know, it was like, no, that's why I left my corporate career because I knew, and this is not a knock on corporate for those of you who are there. And it's like working through like, freaking mm -hmm. go for it. You know, yeah, you get that regular two week paycheck and your benefits and all of it. And if you love it and and it's just a great harmonious environment for you, then freaking go for it and hang there. Do all your things that you're meant to do there. For me, that was not where I was supposed to land because I had this bigger, I had this bigger calling. I was supposed to write books and have a podcast, which I didn't know at the time, but now I do. Um, so I got pregnant with Sean while I was going through coaching school and that was so exciting. Um, and I just started, you know, working privately with clients and just doing, and plus I should mention that I was also doing freelance work as a conference producer. That's how I was bringing in the regular revenue while I was building my business. Cause my business didn't get built like in a week. It took time. I love it, that you're sharing that. Jenny. Yeah. Oh my God. So important for people to hear because people sometimes think that when you make the leap, no. then it's shameful mm-hmm. to go back and, and receive money through other avenues. No, and that was how I could sleep at night. <laughs> no, we, our rent was close to $4,000 a month, you know, wow. New York city. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so that, that had to happen. So I was very grateful for that. And I was very upfront with the company I was working with. She was used to work at my old company. She became president of a different one. She wanted me to be there full time. I said, thank you, but no, thank you. But I will absolutely consult for you. I will contract and I am building a business as a coach. And so it's just straight up. I didn't want to have to hide that. And I, I say that to my clients too, who are, who are straddling both worlds. Like I want you to be able to be upfront and open about it. Cause if you're not, it just, it sabotages the work. And I don't feel like it can work like that. And eventually things are just going to crumble and come to a head. So is a good thing, right? It is. It is. So I was, I was doing both. Sean came along. I was, I was then like, and, but that he made me, made me, um, I couldn't then do the freelance work anymore because mm-hmm. I didn't love it. And I'm like, when I'm not with him, I'm doing work that I love period. Yep. End. And so I had to fucking double down. I was like, and that's when I discovered Allie Brown. And I, I realized the way that I was taught in coaching school to have these private clients and have like 20 clients a week and, you know, four times a month. And I'm, I'm doing the math. I'm like crunching the numbers going, this doesn't add up. Right. There's no way. This can't work. And I don't want to have 20 clients a week one-on-one. It just doesn't feel or I'm, I'm really coaching on the same topics every time but with different people at different times of the week and the day. And I'm like, this, 
doesn't make sense on so many levels. It's not even funny. Yeah. And so I had to get some, some extra help. And that was investing with coaching, joining masterminds, freaking myself out, but doing it anyway. Um, I now have three kids. Uh, my oldest is eight. I have my, my middle guys, almost six and my youngest daughter, my only girl is almost three and it's wild and it's amazing. And every time, you know, I either had a new baby or they would go to another level in their development. It was like my business went to another level and it's development. Cause I do feel like our businesses are their own entities and the individual programs within them are their own entities. They have energy attached to them. They have life cycles attached to them. They have their own desires attached to them. And so when we can really talk to our business and talk to our programs and, and ask them, it's whatever you want to call it, um, what they want, you know, yeah. what their purpose is, like that's when things get really, really juicy. So for me, I, I'm clear about what is worth my time and what isn't. And that has been the ultimate gift of motherhood for me is mm. I don't have a gazillion hours in the day to spend on this launch or to be dealing with all of these details or with like eight gazillion team members. You know, I've gone through all these different iterations of my business, sometimes thinking I needed a larger team, sometimes thinking I need these like super complex launches because that's what one does, you know, when right. you have been in business for almost 10 years and, and then doing it and going, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> this is so not me. Like this is the worst. <laughs> um, why would I do this? I am not wired in this way. I don't want to do it this way. I left all that complex world behind because it was sucking the life out of me. And so why am I getting back into it? Why do I want to have like huge overhead? Why do I want to have all this complexity when I could keep it simple and, and keep more, you know, yeah. like, that was like, that, totally. and, that, that what came to head for me, Amy, was la late last year, it was last quarter of last year when I was in the midst of the launch of our coaching school, which we, we've now, we've had five uh, classes of students come through our coaching school. Awesome. It's called Get Gutsy Coach Training School. Love it. And it was like super complex. I was like, oh, that's what it has to be because we're at this, this time. And if we have, you know, a more robust team and a launch manager and this person and then the enrollment coach, and then we're going to have the Facebook ads and the gazillion webinars and the <laughs> over a three month period and blah, blah, blah. In there. I'm yeah. the man, baby. Oh my God. I was like, and then it's just going to like quadruple the results and you know, whatever. And, um, and it was at this time that my oldest son, Sean, who you know, he was the first baby, the first one to like totally crack me open. And it's funny because I am a yogi and, and my yoga classes when we'll chant, it's like Shanti, Shanti. Yeah. Son's name is Sean. And so there's a Sean in the Shanti, right? Peace, peace, peace. He has been this living Buddha for me, one of the most you know challenging teachers I have and, and the most amazing teachers I have when he basically had this experience happen at school that really kind of rocked him and he literally refused to go back to school. Like, not mm -hmm. like, I don't really want to be their mom, but just like, I'm not going, you know, like I'm not. And we're like, what do you mean you're not? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Cause I had like perfect attendance. Why wouldn't you want to be at school? School's an amazing place. Right. And you know, he went to a private school and we looked at different schools and maybe he just was, doesn't want to be at that school. Like it consumed me because you can imagine you have a child who's, you know, in second grade has been going to school since he was young, you know, preschool, whatever. And just gets to a point where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh -huh. And you're trying to figure it uh -huh. out and also be involved in this most complex launch of your entire freaking career. Wow. And 
something had to give, you know, something had to give. And so that's when we eventually just surrendered. And he was very clear. He's like, I want to be homeschooled mom. I want to be homeschooled. That's what I want. His like best friend from his class before became homeschooled with his two older siblings his mother and I became close. And so she was that messenger on the path who I'd seen the year prior going, who homeschools? You know, she's hanging out with her daughter. Like they look happy. And I'm like, right. Who's, who does that? <laughs> Although my cousin did with her three and they all amazing kids. And I'm like, yeah. who, who do, how do you right. do that? You're like, apparently I do that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I do that. That's me. I do that. <laughs> and so that was like, you know, I'm just so grateful for everything that led me to this point. The fact that I can homeschool, that I can homeschool my son in the mornings and then be laser focused on my business in the afternoons. Like, and I honestly was afraid, like, what if my clients or prospects won't take me seriously anymore? Because, you know, I, I homeschool now, like, oh, they don't want to work with me anymore because they think that I'm not as focused. They think that I'm kind of wow. just dabbling in this. Like those were some of the, you know, your inner mean girl, my yes, totally. inner critic, yeah. like maybe the, my whole business will just dry up that people will just say like, why are you even going to do it anymore? But I know that this is, it's more than just me. This isn't just something that I do. Like it's the thing that I came here to do as, as a woman, as a leader, as a spiritual entrepreneur, as a light worker, in addition to what I'm called to do as a mother. And I believe that one of the biggest gifts we can offer ourselves as, as women and as mothers is that we don't have to choose either this or that. It's like, no, you know, both and, and you will have to make some hard decisions about cutting some things out that are not essential. I read the book Essentialism in the last few months by Greg McCowan, and that was really helpful for me. And so when these opportunities come in, you just really have to gut check yourself. Yes or no. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see how that's going to just provide juice. And that's really in alignment with what I'm called to do. Or this one is like, yeah, maybe if I didn't have kids or had all the time in the world, that would be fun. But I'm not in that camp right now. So that's a no. Right. (laughs) Well, and what advice would you give? I, 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 I love this because I always call it the full body yes. And I know that for me, I mean, I teach this shit, right? That's right. I, I want to be living it all the time. And even sometimes when I'm not getting the full body yes, if it's kind of a, well, mm-hmm. you know, or no, I get worried that I'm going to disappoint someone. And I don't yeah. ever, especially my inner good girl, which is one of the oh, yeah. archetypes, right? Oh my God. Like I, I get so worried. So how for, for you now, what, what, what advice would you give people that are worried about disappointing another? Oh my gosh. I will tell you, it's such a great one, mm-hmm. that the person that you least want to disappoint is yourself. That's right. Because you are, I mean, I speak for myself, like I am my toughest critic. Like I am the biggest bitch I could ever be to myself. Yeah. And so <laughs> nobody else can be harder on me than me. And if, and I can't lie to myself, you know what I'm saying? Like we kind of think that we can like delude ourselves sometimes like, Oh, it'll be, it's totally cool. Like, no, no, no. But you know, because that voice comes like, girl, you did it again. (laughs) And you're like, I know because I just couldn't hurt her feelings because she was going through a real hard time. going to freak out. But you know, you have to understand your own patterns and, and know that you are not responsible for someone else's response for mm. someone else reaction. You can't control that. You can't 
you can't take that on. It's too heavy. And everyone is responsible for their own stuff. Like I've had to make really hard decisions in my business, especially as we went through these changes. I had to make team changes. You know, I still am in the midst of some of these changes. Um, evolutions in business where I said I wasn't going to do this thing anymore. Then I was like, you know what? I actually do want to do that thing, but I actually just, I'm only going to talk to people that I'm really freaking excited about and not just anyone who would apply. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you used to feel bad uh, declining an application. You're right. like, oh my God, because I can't say it, because then maybe they'll get upset. And it's like, am I excited to talk to this person? Are they like super a fit for this or are they not? Or are they just yeah. not here yet? And because you get laser focused on like, you only have so much time to be able to invest in your work. You got to get comfortable disappointing yourselves. One of my, you know, the original coaches that I learned from back in my coach training days was Cheryl Richardson yeah. and uh, you know one of the OGs in the coaching community and her book the uh what is it, the art of extreme self-care yeah I think one of the chapters was called let me disappoint you and mm-hmm. so just get comfortable and you know for those of us who may have come from families of origin where we might have had a parent who like really couldn't handle when we advocated for ourselves right and I that's me um it's visceral. You know, we go back to when we were these little girls and, you know, mom or dad freaking lashed into us. If we advocated for ourselves or said, no mom or no dad, I don't want to do that. Or no, you can't come with me to that thing. And, and so it's very easy to go back to that and, and go back into little girl mode and think like, Oh, I can't handle their response. But you know what? We're not little girls anymore. We're women Mm -hmm. and we're moms and we're responsible for these beings. And, I've had to make hard decisions on a, on the personal level because it's about my kids. It's protecting right. them and ensuring that I don't want to continue a legacy of uh, deprivation, a legacy of conditional love, a legacy of not understanding that they're fucking kids. This is what kids do. This is what boys do. This is what two-year-olds do. This is what, this is what I do. And these are, this is my roof and this is what we're going to do here. And so we, we have given plenty of opportunities to practice this. And I believe that lessons keep coming up in our lives until we agree to learn them. Mm. until we agree to learn them and it's not going to be easy but we can surround ourselves with supporters with healers with guides with coaches with therapists with whoever you need to kind of cushion cushion the fall or uh, you know help you through some of these transitions but ladies out there y'all got to get used to disappointing people and and delay you can do with love and compassion and, and as much kindness as you can offer up and trust that whoever you've got to disappoint, there's something greater out there for them as there is for you. So mama's listening. I have two little dares, little questions for you inspired by what Jenny just shared. The first is what is the lesson that keeps coming up that you're not agreeing to learn? Mm-hmm. Right? And like, as you were saying that, I had like a bing. So I'm going to be going to my journal after this call <laughs> to journal about that, right? Like, what is the lesson that you're just keeping like, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to learn that one. No, I'm not going to learn that one. And how does it keep showing up? And how can you agree to it? So that's the first. And then the second is for you to really look at where are you saying yes when what you want to do is say no because of that fear of disappointing someone else. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I love, um, 
uh, it's from the invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer, which was read, read at my wedding, actually. And one of the verses in it is about, can you stay true to yourself? Can you disappoint another in order to stay true to yourself? Yes. I just think it's such a profound lesson. And especially for us mamas, it's like, and, and even with our kids, like when we yeah. disappoint our kids, but this yes. is my truth. Yes. Right? Yes. And then it's like in this situation, you know, your, your son saying to you, Jenny, Mm-hmm. this is my truth. And I know yeah. it's pointing to you that I don't want to go back yeah. to school. Yeah. To home school. Yeah. And you're just like, I will listen. I like, we have those moments with our kiddos where it's like, Oh, this is your truth. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. this is not about me. This is about no. you. And this is my job as your mom to hold space for you and let your truth be heard and yes. to respect it. You know? Yes. Absolutely. It was, it, so, I was so proud of him, you know, talk yeah. about guts. Talk I about guts. I was like, dang, because all of his, I mean, he was friends with everyone in the class. It wasn't like he was being bullied. Nothing. Yeah. And you know, they're all like, Sean, when are you coming back? Are you going to come back? He's like, no, think about it. You know, but he was just like, mom, no, no. Wow. And now that I like, we're on this road, I, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing me another way. Thank you for, for advocating for yourself. And he didn't back down. Never. <laughs> So amazing. It's so amazing. They're wise creatures. I mean, that's why we chose motherhood or motherhood chose us. And so for us, stop fitting yourself in a box. Stop putting your kids in boxes. Stop, stop letting society tell you the way it's supposed to be or that you're supposed to be overscheduled and running around here and here and here and here. I know, right? You know, it's like, again, I think most people have good intentions, but always check, just check in with yourself and don't, don't be so dictated by, especially people in power, positions in power, maybe teachers, bosses, parents, grandparents, experts, you know, and you know, your coach could say something. You're like, no, I'm not, I'm not done with that. It's like, just learn how to think for yourself. And, and I think that's one of the best gifts we can give our kids to teach them how to think for themselves and to, and to speak up and to take care of ourselves too. You know, I know you and Amy, you and I, Amy, we're really big fans of that. Just like self-care is where it's at. That's how you're going to hear the small, still voice inside. Yeah. Take care of yourself, fill that vessel. And I wanted to share a story with, with you and your listeners, Amy, quickly about a way that I'm doing that. And this was like the ultimate like permission slip I had to give myself. And I went through like, am I allowed to do this? Is this okay? I don't know. I'm going to India for two weeks in May by myself. Well, with a group, but not with my family is what I'm saying. And I'm turning 40 in in May. And it just felt like it's just been like building like this tidal wave, you know, that's coming. And the opportunity presented itself and it just felt like so aligned. And again, something that I'm just showing my kids that we're allowed to have interest outside of, you know, motherhood, outside of our career, you know, this is connected to my work because it's, you know, yoga and meditation, Ayurveda, and like, I'll be coming back with fresh teachings for my, for my people. But it's very much this, this quest that I'm, that I'm going on. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know how I'll really return back, like what's going to shift for me. But I know it's something that will serve my family uh, for the rest of, of my days and inspire you know, my children to, to really find out who they are, um, what they're interested in and how they can create livelihood around what they're passionate about. Oh my gosh. I love it. 
Oh, okay. So we need to start wrapping up here, but I, I would love, I, I feel like we could talk forever, Jenny. I love it. Um, so jennyfennig.com forward slash calling has the eight keys to living your soul's calling a little free gift for everyone. Do you want to just talk about that for a quick moment? Yeah. Yeah. It really is, um, a simple way that breaks down the core concepts that I cover in my book, get gutsy, um, which is an awesome read too. Y'all can go check that out on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it, it walks, it walks you through the process I went through to go from loss to living my soul's calling. And so we, touch on these elements like living with vision and I you know the if you looking at the video here I have a uh, my vision board one I have two vision boards but that's one of them behind me so I'm like really into vision I'm really into like what are your values what do you stand for what's your why like why do you get up every day and go for another spin because we're all choosing to be here we are absolutely all choosing our soul is like still still on this ride okay who's on your dream team how do you make decisions how do you eliminate tolerate tolerations and bs from your life just really break it down for you. We talk about these rituals that are so important. You know, it's just bringing the sacred back to the, what can feel like mundane and oh my God, these birds just like flew down. So they have a message for us too. Like I live in this world. I live in this world. I'm telling you like wild things happen here. I'm like, oh my God, Over the weekend, I saw this huge white wing fly by and it was an owl and he perched. It was wild. And I lived in this house for almost seven years. I had never seen an owl. Like wow. it was that's the divine he, feminine right there. Yeah. And I, I have this book on spirit animals and I like wrote, and I was like, Oh my God, oh my God. And so then he went to another branch and it, it, all day we were just like, the owl was just looking at us like, what up? You know, like the owl, <laughs> the owl is so fierce. Like it is wow. so rad, that animal. Anyway, these birds just flew down. I was like, Oh my God. Sometimes deer, sometimes foxes, bobcats. And so anyway, the birds had a message for us. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, I'll just bring ritual, bring, bring the sacred back, which I know Amy's all about because that's, that's her work too. Just bring the sacred back because sometimes motherhood can feel freaking drudgery and you got the bedtime and the food and you're like, oh my God, and why don't you clean up the clothes are on the floor? And, but there is sacred in that. And so can we bring that into our work? Can we bring that into our homes? Can we show our kids that even when they say that we're nuts and they're like, oh, there goes mom again doing her crazy stuff. And you're like, what is, you know, like <laughs> we're anyway, we're going to talk about angels and let's bring in the crystal. Do you want some essential oils? Like <laughs> I know, right? one day, one day they're going to need it. Yes. They're going to remember, they're going to remember what you taught them. And I think yeah. that's also what we have to know is like, you're not always going to get the immediate payout. You know, your kids aren't going to immediately, like, that's the most awesome thing ever. Mom. Right. They're telling you that you're silly and you, yeah. you just, it's cool. We have to remember that in our work and in our families and with ourselves, just, just yes. listen to that inner voice and, and trust that you're here for a reason. Beautiful. So final question quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, what's messy and what's magical about motherhood for you right now? Oh my gosh. What's just messy is, is my, is my house, you know, it's just like, <laughs> and we, you know, and we do a pretty good job of keep believe, but just the mess of, of, of living, you know, the mess yeah. of meals, the mess of where's the freaking clothes and why are your shoes? And so that like the messiness of, of that. Yeah. And the, the magic to me is, is the love, you know, is the love that connects us all. It's the love that, you know, allows us to get annoyed with each other and to use silly words sometimes, but to come back and say, I love you. 
I love you. I love you. Have a great day. I love you. Good night. I love you. Oh my gosh. We're so excited about, you know, going on this trip or going to the hockey tournament, just that, that we're in it together and we're, we're committed, you know, and I didn't grow up with that in my life and my parents divorced and the fact that my husband and I were doing our best to, to do it, you know, with all the messiness and, and that is not effing perfect. And I don't know what is, but there's, there's magic in the imperfection. Beautiful. Jenny, thank you so much. You thank are you. such a delight. I'm so glad you reached out and ah, so awesome. So with that mama's Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Until next time, signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.